and it's lights out, and away we go. Be racing in a scooter racing league. When I'm Charlie's grandpa, and I just wouldn't have thought. And here comes Sebastian Vettel. He's there connect with Lewis Hamilton. Vettel is alongside and ahead. Spin to win. Spin to motherfucking win. The Hungry GP. Pretty good race. Pretty good race. Mitch, how are you today? I am blown away by the blown Hungarian away. Grand Prix. I am blown, blown away. away. I'm alright. Yourself? Right? Oh, mate, I'm doing excellent. Excellent. Because, mate, this weekend, especially Sunday in the race, just proved to me that no matter what the fuck Red Bull does, no matter what the fuck Max Verstappen does, there is no way, and I will say this right now, there is no way he loses the Drivers' Championship this year, and there's no way that Red Bull doesn't win the Constructors' Championship. Unless he dies. P10, Mitchell. P10, he and came back from and won. And he won so comfortably, my guy could do a donut in his celebration. A donut before finishing the race. What a good day to have uh, Max Verstrap on in your sports bet, which you loaded about four days early, and you said he'll win. And then he didn't rock up to qualifying, and we'll get to qualifying because wowee. But then he comes storming through. You see him. You see him going, and you're like, load, load, load. <laughs> and then you put on women's soccer in the World Cup, and England conceded in the 80th minute, and that money was gone. So what Mitch is saying there is he put money on Verstrap on to win. Unfortunately, a little bit early. So... Obviously, Max's odds coming into the race, they were pretty solid. Like $2.20? $2.20, pretty good money. But after his horrible qualifying, it went through the fucking roof. $9. Nine, ten buckers. It was paying. Free. Mate, free. Free money. How much money Hindsight. did Sports lose? Hindsight. What a lovely thing. But yeah, wow. Great race. Um, should we start with qualifying? I think we have to now. start with free practice. Okay. Three. Oh, oh <laughs> Nicholas Latifi. P1. He, he's heard it all. He's heard it all. He said, oh, Piastrian, Logan Sargent. I'm oh, losing my seat. He's going to lose his seat. And take what this, does he... Take this, fellas. Turn around and watch this. What's this? What's this? Purple. Williams. Hey, Williams, did you check this? Purple. 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 <laughs> green. He sold. He yeah, sold. Yeah, yeah. He, went, he, he did go purple, purple, green. But P1. P1 in the final free practice, mate. Oh mate, the crowd was loving it. He was getting cheers as he drove in. Then did you see? Did you see the Leclerc on 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 a on car radio? Yeah. He gets a. He, he goes like, "Oh, what were the results?" They go, "Oh, Latifi P one." He goes, "P one? <laughs> That's right, motherfucker." Um, he was, Latifi P one. I think Latifi said like, "Are those claps for me?" <laughs> yeah. Is that? A, <laughs> I thought those claps might have been for me. What a guy. Honestly, um, what a guy. And then in quali, uh, for those well, who watched quali, well, Latifi we were, sold. We were very interested. We were very interested for qualifying because we're hearing all these these rumours all week, and we touched on it lightly in our preview. Wet weather. Bit of wet weather, I would have said. No, it really wasn't though, was it? It was very, very <laughs> fleeting. Like it wasn't anywhere. We, we were was, expecting thunderstorms. It was teasing. It was. It was. It was just. It was just close enough for it to be. For it to be exciting enough for the for us to anticipate is it going to happen? Is it not? Mm. Apparently uh, not. It's just completely missed Hungary, and now it's in Adelaide. We've got wet weather warnings. Um, uh, wet weather. So, but yes, Earl, mate. Q1, Q2, fuck it. Nothing really too eventful happened. A couple I of mean, missed out that should have. Latifi had a purple first sector, that was, a green oh. second sector, and then what did he do? 
He lost the car on the last corner and sold and, and sold Q2. Yeah, disappointing. You can't you can't make it up. You can't make it up. Very very disappointing. But Q3, Red Bull were there as well. You know, I think it was last episode of the episode before when we were speaking about hey, Max Verstappen and Red Bull they just don't seem to uh, they just never seem to like fail to do well in qualifying. They always do well. Mm. Next minute. Next minute. Stinker. Absolute stinker. Ferrari licking their lips. Mercedes licking their lips. George Russell. What a lap. What a lap. Un- uh, and the, the thing was, Carlos signs, mate. He was provisional P1. And George came storming through. Just at the end. I know. What a, what a tease. I was, I was dumbfounded. I'm watching it live. I'm like, oh yeah, good lap. Here comes George. Oh, he'll probably buy P3 maybe on a good lap. Let's see. Fucking P1? Treat yourself, George. First Treat ever, yourself, George. First ever career F1 pole. Pretty, pretty huge. And after that, Mitch and I, going into the race, we changed our predictions. <laughs> so in, in our preview... Uh, we got a little bit excited. Uh, uh, yeah, we were all... Bit, we, were bit, we, got, we got a bit silly. Wasn't even thinking straight. I, I think I picked Perez for the win. No, you, I think we picked the exact same. I think we no, picked... No, no, I think we, we ended up picking the exact same. But before mm. that, I think I picked Perez and you picked Leclerc. Yeah. Um... But I picked Leclerc, Max, and Lewis, and I yeah, got. Yeah, it was something like that. I got. I picked. I picked. I picked. I think I picked Perez, Lewis, signs or Perez, George signs or something like. I didn't expect Leclerc or Verstappen to be on the podium, and I was almost right. Almost. One of them was right. The other was not. Um, so what did we actually go with in the end? I think we went. So we we for the first time in Waffpod's very short history, we had identical identical predictions. And so after qualifying. You and I both picked Leclerc to win the race, mm-hmm. George Russell to mm-hmm. end up P2, and Carlos Sainz to pick up P3. So we were anticipating a, a strong a strong weekend for Ferrari, and you know what? There was a long period of time where we were right. Mate, Charles Leclerc. Imagine being that guy who live betted Charles Leclerc when it was five well, seconds up. we were looking really good. There was a long period of time where it went Leclerc, Russell, Sainz. We mm. were looking good. We were looking free. Uh... Yeah, it was looking good. And, um, and Charlie, you know what? Just gonna confess something. But you can confess. Okay, here we go. Leclerc was up, and um, and what did you do? I may. I had a really big day. A really big day. I went to sleep. So <laughs> I was like, oh yep, Leclerc, George signs. I picked it. I'm going to bed. I've seen enough. Fuck. What a sell. And he missed out. I did watch the entire race in its entirety the morning after. Mm. I did, I, well, not the entire race. I watched the KO Mini. It's all the same, really, let's be real. But I watched mm. the extended KO Mini. The longest <laughs> the ex- one. The extended. Right? The longest one. And uh, I'm pretty cut. Pretty cut. I went to bed. But I was also absolutely knackered. I, I was dead. But um, before the race, we, we look at the lineup. We look at the starting grid. And I put a message into our group chat full of all our F1 mates, or our mate who follow F1. And I, dare I say it, I said... Hmm, this is the best opportunity Ferrari have had so far this season to chew back at this lead. The Red Bulls are completely out of sight. All they've got in front of them are the Mercedes, which they know they can get past. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But do you know what I did say at the end of that? I wonder how they'll fuck it up. And my God, did they fuck it up. It had... didn't take long for us to find no, out, did no, it? No, 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 Jesus no. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Three stops. Three fucking stops. And hards, mate. And hards. Hards? Yep, and hards. So the FIA, I saw this somewhere. The FIA, before every race, the FIA and Pirelli, they give like a 
they basically give it to the media sources and to the F- and to the teams. They're like predictions, isn't it? Like, it's, not, it's not predictions, but it's also like the possible strategies that they mm-hmm. think will be quickest. Mediums was it mediums, hards, then softs? Wasn't it mm-hmm. they ended up with, or was it mediums, mediums, hards, softs? They went medium, mediums, hards, and then they, then Charles went on softs. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't even an option. You know, that know. wasn't even an idea. The hards were hardly even included because I think they did they use their softs Charles, in qualifying. I think they must have, but it just didn't make any sense. I mean, it made sense. Max at the start of the race went on his softs because obviously trying to chew back as many places as he could, and I think Russell. Started on softs to try and get away from yeah away from the Ferraris, but both the Ferraris started on mediums, which worked well because they got heaps of fucking um, they got heaps of grip on them straight away because they just warmed them up instantly yeah. as soon as they started because they just yeah. went flat out and it worked. They were competing with Russell and they eventually got ahead. But th- why did they go onto the hards? It literally made no sense. Every Ferrari fan was just watching head in their hands. Like it made no sense. After the race, Leclerc on the radio goes goes to the team. The hards was so, so slow. Why do we go on the hards? He said, did any other, did anybody, did any other racer mm. do a three stop? And his, his engineer just had to say, none of the front runners, no, but some of the back markers, he's like, you could just tell, he was just, it, it's not even anger at this point, it's just yeah, disappointment it's just and confusion. Um, it I think- just doesn't make, I don't understand how, how they managed to do it every single fucking time. Then again, we've got to say that Ferrari were not the only team that sold their own weekend through strategy. Alpine went on the hards and yeah. my God, did they disappear. I mean, when you're getting overtaken by Daniel Ricciardo, you know something's well, something's was, gone wrong there. There was still quite a bit of water on the track. I, I wouldn't say it was watery, but it was still, It was teasy. It was, it was, it was, it was licking. It was lippy. Was it was lippy. It wasn't, it wasn't a completely dry track, I think it's fair mm. to say. And like Crofty said when they were racing, it was like, when they're on the hards, it was like they were driving on fucking ice. Exactly. They were slippery. Because they couldn't get the like, temperatures. They the, couldn't get the tyre yeah, temp yeah. up, and they were just all over the place. It was just never going to work. It was just absolutely bizarre. To ter- for, the, for the people who don't really like watch Formula 1 religiously, listen to this podcast, um, the medium tyres at Hungary are very good because the softs, it's high tyre deg. Yeah, exactly. So the softs aren't going to go for much longer. They're not going to last as so long as you'd expect. The moment you knew they'd fucked it, George Russell came in. And they brought Carlos Sainz in, who could have gone like six more laps. Mm. And they decided, oh no, let's uh, let's let's let let's go in as well and lo- yeah. lose our advantage. It, it made no sense, and that was it probably- wasn't it wasn't even like they had a set plan to undercut or overcut. It didn't seem like they had their own idea. They were just they weren't being proactive. They were being reactive. They were mm. basing their strategy off what everyone else was doing. Mm. They weren't having their own strategy. They weren't gutsy enough to back themselves and have their own set strategy, which they followed the entire race. It just seemed extremely reactive. They're like, oh, Red Bull's pitted. Fuck, should we pit? Oh, Mercedes pitted. Let's bring in Carlos. Like, it just, it just, it was reactive. It wasn't proactive. And I think, I think that's where they're shooting themselves in the foot. They're not backing themselves anymore. They've mm. had a few, they've had a few bad results and they're not backing themselves. Um, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's clear to me that the Ferrari strategists and the Ferrari pit ball, they're, they're sitting there. They're mm. looking at all these buttons. They get mid race and they just start. They start pressing them. It's just button mashing. Like they just they just keep tapping and tapping and tapping and they just. Well, I see mean, what you knew that you knew they were in prob- They were in trouble when it gets to the point where Charles Leclerc he's competing with Max for the lead at one point, or they mm. can, not even for the lead. I think they were just going neck and neck to try get in front of each other. I think while Max was on an undercut. Yeah, yeah. So Max was a goated undercut. Max by the was way. basically goated. He was basically the provisional leader, but Charles wasn't because he knew he wasn't going to keep up. Yeah. And Charles was on the fucking hards, mm. while Max is on the mediums. Max was on brand new mediums, <laughs> and Charles was on relatively new hards. It was just never going to work. It was it was just a disaster class. 
There's no other way to put it. They fucked up again. It was a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. And I think it's important to think about how F1 Twitter reacts because F1 Twitter is so reliable, but they do give the really source. they do give do give really good reactions. And I think Jeremy Clarkson had the best one I saw, and he said, um, "Because I can no longer be negative about Formula One on the internet, I have to say Ferrari's strategists were brilliant today." Mm. Um, and then there was just and a lot if you of know, Ferrari if you know fans. Jeremy Clarkson or know of him or anything he says and how he reacts. You'll know what he really meant by that. <laughs> um, there was just a lot of Ferrari fans just going, you know, Ferrari, why? Like, why are you doing this? Like, come on. Like, um, we they were just in tears. Grosjean, I think, even tweeted like, mm, yep, good strategy, lads. Yeah. <laughs> it was just an absolute mess. Now, someone who we haven't really mentioned and who's had a great weekend, Mercedes. Mm. George on pole. A little lurking, weren't they? They they're just being consistent. It's great. I, I saw I saw Martin Brundle and Crofty have their predictions of qualifying. They said a Mercedes one two lockout. It wasn't that far from the truth. <laughs> if and it's if interesting Lewis. because they're just they're just being consistent. They're just puddling a lot. They're just puddling away. They're just they're sticking around, and it's what they need to do. They are doing what Ferrari should be doing. They are making the most of the opportunities. When they arise. Exactly. When Red Bull fucks up, they strike. When Ferrari fuck up, they strike. They consistently get themselves in that P3, P4, even P2, and as we saw in the weekend, P1, when opportunities arise through fault or mistakes of Red Bull or Ferrari drivers. They know they don't have the pace to naturally or organically compete with them, but they know that when the opportunities arise, they need to strike and they need to be at their best, and they consistently are. So Mercedes smashed it. And absolutely, and uh, I mean the the eventual podium from the race, which was in the end quite great, but took a, took a while to get there, and wasn't really what I expected. Watching back the race, it wasn't even with a couple of laps to go. It really wasn't what I expected, but it was identical to last last week. Mate. Identical. Max P one, Lewis P two, and then obviously George P three. They're coming, mate. They're and lurking. Do you, know, do you know a really interesting statistic that arose from the weekend? Max P one. And Lewis P2, that top two combination from a race result, it's one more occurrence away from being the record. Isn't that crazy? So even Max, in, not, in only 28 race wins, Lewis has been P2 in enough of them for them to almost hold a record. Pretty bonkers and just shows how close last year was. Um, it's like it's like Fernando's title fight in 2012. He was driving. He was a, just back and forth. He, no, but Fernando was driving mm. a car that was like you know not the best. I think it was like third, mm. um, and he was somehow still up there. Yeah, because he just consistently got the results <laughs> when needed, and he just took the took the most of bad opportunities. Something that Charles Leclerc should learn to fucking do. Anyway, um, Mercedes constructors. They're just going to overtake Ferrari, aren't they? They are, and I think. I mean, we've spoken about it on nearly every episode since Ayrton called it three week, a week mm. or so, three three or so weeks ago. It's just going to fucking happen. Do you know what my take is though? What I think Ferrari's strategists aren't going to be the reason they lose after the summer break. Okay. I feel like the drivers are going to have so much pressure on them to keep doing well that they will start to crumble. Wow, that's a um, big call. That is a big call. I think Charles especially will struggle. Okay. I think Carlos will actually have a good, good second, second half. half. Yeah. Interesting. That's my call. Well, Probably going to be wrong. There's 10 races to go. Yeah. If Charles wins every single one of those 10 races, there's still a chance he couldn't win the championship. So if he wins all 10 of those races and Max comes P2 in all of them and gets the fastest lap, 
he still doesn't win. Then again, this was the exact same scenario. It wasn't the, the exact same, and I've got statistics to back it up. So it, it was near the same. At this point, he leads by eighty points, right? Mm-hmm. In the last decade or so, mm-hmm. the most similar result we've had is Kimi Raikkonen being down by 63 points mm-hmm. at this same period in the year before the winter break with 10 races to go in yeah. the back half. 63 points is the largest de- deficit that's ever been overcome. Mm-hmm. Leclerc has to break 80. It's not happening. I I've, called it at the start of the episode. It's not happening. I mean, Max Mate, managed to come back Get the keys out, lock it. Mm. Get the lock. Mate, start locking it's a 2023 lock. as well. Start locking Put the it. house on it, fellas. Put the house. It's probably only paying a dollar ten, but put the fucking house on it. I think it's a dollar like fifteen. Oh, I'm putting the house on it. I'm putting the house. It's honestly <laughs> so, so, so safe. And Red Bull's safe. And you know why? Because 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 you say that. Hannah Schmitz is the GOAT. So a lot of people aren't actually gonna know who Anna Schmitz is. And I think Charlie was surprised that I know who Hannah Schmitz is. Hannah um, Schmitz is the reason. On the weekend, and on many race weekends in the past, she is one of the main reasons, alongside Adrian Newey, Christian Horner, and everyone at Red Bull, she's one of the main reasons why Red Bull are so fucking dominant and have been in the last couple of years. But you just don't hear about it. You don't hear about it. She's the head strategist at Red Bull, and on the weekend, she gave a masterclass. Mm, An absolute masterclass. And you can't say that Max's drive wasn't great. Max had an excellent drive. He was just... he overtook when needed and he was also calm and mature when needed he didn't dive bomb anybody when he didn't need to it was just a good drive um the undercut perfect it oh. it was perfect mate it was bonerizing could you imagine if hannah schmidt's fucking download f1 manager next year mate, this year mate she'll beat the this game this month mate this, it's at this month i will be taking ferrari as well mate she'll beat the game before it's even out she's a freak <laughs> i think she's already beaten the game she is the game they, yeah. they modeled the game off of her you're gonna you're not but, gonna be able to beat red bull on it i mean christian horner said at the end of the race he said this was one of max's best drives ever he mm. said it's up there with one of the best and i mean max said it in the post-race interview he just said we pitted at the right times and he was on the right tire at the right times basically all the way through the race they smashed it it was excellent um, I mean, mate. So this raises the question. Max could even spin and win. This do, raises. Do you think he did it on purpose? Yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> There's and no way. No, 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 mate. The throttle. He said. He said the throttle was just. Did you see the marshal in the background? The marshal had his head on his hands. He's like, oh my god, he's binned it. Mm. I couldn't believe. I thought, like, obviously, I knew he won the race because it was when when I watched <laughs> the replay, I already mm. knew the results because my dumbass went to bed. Yeah. You should have seen the shock on my face when I opened the app and I saw that Max won. We thought Lewis Jesus was going to win there because I think Lewis was winning at that point. And if yeah, it was right. a safety car, a virtual safety car, I could have pitted him. Um, but honestly, the, the spin was immense. You know what it reminded me? It reminded me of that one clip of LeBron when LeBron like over, turns over the ball and then, <laughs> then that one player, I think he's a Golden State player, goes to lay it up and he just like lets him get the ball and then just fucking, just fucking swats it out. Of the, Iguodala. Swats it, it was Iguodala, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, he just blocks it because... He, that, that spin got Leclerc back in front mm. and Max was just like, oh, right. Max just got it back within like, I think within a two lap. laps. Yeah, something like that. just took it back over. He's just fucking playing with him at this point. Um, it's so just too easy. That raises the question that Hannah Schmidt is like the GOAT. And Adrian, what does Matteo Bonotto actually do on a race weekend? Because he, he, he just, just runs inside when he gets upset. Yeah, I was going to say that. He did leave. He, he did That's leave. the second time he's done that this season. He just gets so fucking angry. He just runs away. And honestly... If I was him, I'd be doing the I've exact actually got, same. Um, actually got a uh, bit of a <laughs> bit of news. Bit of news. Um, he has come out and said that nothing has to be changed going into the uh, 
what Mantia Madonna said that in the mid- going into Ferrari, the mid-season break. Yeah, nothing has to be changed. Yep. Uh, I've denial, got a suggestion. Denial, denial. I've got a suggestion, mate. Resign. You resign. Get rid of all your strategists. Start afresh. Just you know what, mate. You're, sell it's the all term. too far gone. Sell the term. You can't sell Ferrari. Lamborghini, mate. You can't sell Ferrari. Jesus. But yeah, he does say it does. It seems a bit much. I don't think. I didn't even realise he was going to be team principal this year. I thought last year they were saying that he was done. He was going to be going back into a more uh, a different role within the team. I thought he was gone. Mate, I would that. have thought after 2020 he was gone. <laughs> You'd think so, wouldn't you, after the fucking results they were pulling? Um, but um, where were we going with that? Uh, it's just, just poor, isn't it? It's it, just poor. It's not great, but it's not like... I can't just sit here and say Ferrari are the reason Charles isn't winning a Drivers' Championship. Because, He's made mistakes. Yeah, I mean... They're it all to blame. It just wasn't. And you can see how upset he is. At the end of the race, he was just like, I just don't know what's going on. He just said, he said, when we get good things going, he said something along the lines of this. He says, when we have good factors going, we just can't get the other one going. Like we can't have a complete weekend, he said. Mm. We can't get everything going at the same time. It's true. When their engine works, their strategy doesn't. When their strategy works, their engine doesn't. I think it's just an inexperience of fighting at the top again. Yeah, they just, they don't, I think they're just, it's just an experience. It's just not knowing what to do. It's just crumbling under the pressure. And I think that's where Red Bull aren't making the same mistakes. I think with time, it'll happen. Maybe next year, if they can, if they can produce the same car next year, everyone has that, they have that more experience. They have more experience. Who knows? Maybe they could turn it around, but it's not happening this year. Absolutely not. Now, now, there's we, one man we like to slander. But this weekend, he gave us something to talk about. He got me excited, and I don't even like Daniel Ricciardo. You don't like him? Well, no, okay, this is my thing. That is un-Australian. This is my thing. I don't mind him, mm. but I think he's, at the moment, like, you can't... He's the reason. Like, it's not the car, it's not anything. He's just been bad. Well, I mean, Lando had a great qualifying. Yeah, well, Lando's just... Lando loves Hungary. He did really well there He's eating him, mate. He eats it, you reckon? He, he eats Daniel. I'm telling oh, you. he's yeah. eating Daniel. Mm. Interesting. Well, um, what I was going to say is, I, I reckon, you know... What is it, Quadrant? Yeah. His YouTube channel, the yeah. YouTube group. Mate, they must do Hungry GPs every second week because on the sim and on the track, he must be killing it because that qualif- he was on fire qualifying. And he did that post where he said, P4, great result. Almost had you, George Russell. Well, you fucking didn't, mate. You didn't almost have him. Well, he could have. You could have, but you didn't. Maybe he just wiggled the wheel a bit too much on the straight. Just oh. get, trying to get the tyres oh, up. Right. Trying to get the tyres right. up. Well, I do think he had a great qualifying and a great race weekend in the... Uh, well, he finished seventh, didn't he? P7, and then Daniel was P15 after serving his penalty. But P7, that's the best of the oh, rest. The penalty. P7 is the best of the rest. It is. In front of him was Red Bull, Ferrari, and Merck. All the, the six Red Bull, Ferrari, and Merck cars. He was the best of the rest. Exactly. He's, he's proving once, <laughs> once again, it's not the car, Daniel. It's not the fucking car, buddy. But with that being said... Double overtake on the Alpines. That they was were on the hards, as we did suggest earlier. And Ocon was also blocking Fernando. Blocking the shit out of Fernando. Mate, um, Ocon, that second, blew Fernando mate, into that contract. Fernando anyway, moving on. was sitting there right there. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to spoil anything. It was sitting right there and thinking, nah, fuck this. Fuck this bloke's head. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> Esteban, um, Esteban, absolutely. And then Daniel, somehow, on a weekend where he looked good, just decides, Lance, mate. <laughs> Have a bit of this. Bang. Um, I think there's a video Shunt I saw of like it. Well, Daniel confronting. Yeah, yeah. He, sa- he says, I'm so sorry, mate. I'm so sorry. And he gives him goes, a big old hug. 
Mate, it's Shulman and Aston Martin anyway. Yeah, mate, daddy's paying for the car. It's all good. Yeah, the rear all... damage, dad's got it. No stress. As long as I finish, I'm fine. Well, I mean, I think Aston Martin stole a point on the weekend. Was it Stroll that got it in the end or was it was it, was it it Vettel? I don't know. Because you called Vettel, Vettel points. Vettel, they let Vettel in. You called Vettel points. But Vettel wasn't paying well on sports bets, so it wasn't worth the load. Because oh. everyone was betting Vettel points. Oh, of course. Well, that makes sense. With the yeah, I think they just let him through. Right, well, still, points good. Aston Martin, they're on the up. I'm telling you. Just mm. you wait. Anyway, we won't get into that now. So for like the sixth week in a row, we're going to have Mercedes as our winners of the week? Well, to be <laughs> honest, it's pretty hard to look away from them. Mm. I can't think of many other winners apart from Red Bull. But then Hannah Schmidt. <laughs> but I Mercedes, just, they're like we said, they're being consistent. They're doing what they need to do. They're grafting away at P2 and the constructors. And if they get P2 and the constructors, this year isn't much of a failure for them. And I know everyone's saying it's a failure because they're not going to get their what, ninth constructors championship in a row. But it's still going to be a good result. Nah, it'll, it'll be a good send, I reckon. They face adversity. George has got some good... I mean, George Pohl, that's a win for Mercedes in itself. Uh, Losers think... of the week. Hmm. Wonder who it could be this week. Hmm. Wonder if it's going to be the same people it has been for the last, I think, three race weekends. Ferrari. Hmm. I reckon it has to be. There's just... There's no excuse. I don't even want to get back into that. I don't want to start ranting again, but fuck I'd me. say Ferrari, then Alpine, then... Yeah, Alpine. Basically, anyone who put on a hard tyre on the race, it seemed. Um, the white Ferrari didn't even see it, so how's up with that? Well, they weren't too horrible. It, mm. it wasn't a great weekend for them, but I think that's not a terrible weekend for them, but just because they've been performing lately, it's increased their standards, and based off their new standards, it's not good. But right. I also think after the break... A couple of circuits coming up. I think they're going to suit them. Yeah, So I think exactly. we should expect some, some good things from them soon after, after a month to And this is Haas we're talking about. and take it off. Yeah, exactly. It is Haas. So being where they are in the constructors, I think they're P7 now. And we might know where Mick Schumacher is. Uh, uh, don't get into it yet. Don't get into it yet. Um, yes. Um, what about yeah. our individual race races, or our drivers, winners and losers of the week? Individual driver winner for you? I'm going to... Like it's 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 too easy to say Max, so I'm it not going to so say I'm Max. I'm going to say Max because he's driver of the day. He went from tenth to one. Red Bull, WDC, constructors lock back to back. It's happening, baby. I'm going to say George. Yep, pole and then his maturity the in the race. Yeah, maturity, like maturity. Yeah, yeah, like like yeah. being like yeah. If I was in his inner circle and you saw your your race like get taken from you, mm. where you get pole, and then he just like was like yeah no nah, nah, like. Well, it's a good result for them. Podium's good anyway. And yeah. I think... And Daniel, in, probably. Well, mate, if Just I for was, that overtake, I'd put Daniel up there because I saw yeah. him overtake on F1 TV. Yeah, it's first time in a couple of a long time, isn't it, we've seen an overtake from Daniel. Um, um, but I also think it was great from George because if that was him starting on pole in F1 for the first time, I am putting my foot down. I'm not looking back. Mm. I am I am definitely crashing out off the first corner because I just missed the braking zone by 100 metres. But that's okay. George didn't do that. What a mm. great, mature, young driver. I think he's leading 63 races now. His number. George has led 63 races. because yeah, of Sakir. Well, did you see... Surely not 63 F1 races. Mm. Apparently. That's nah, what they saying on the TV. Google that. That's bullshit. That's what they were saying. Because Max was only his 50th. It was like Max leads his 50th Grand Prix and wins his 28th. There's no way George has led. Maybe across F2 and F1. No, like it total laps... Oh, total yeah. laps maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I would I thought you meant like his sixty third lap sixty third race where he's held the leader one time. No, 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 no. Wouldn't have he's thought, held mate. the leader the back up for have a few thought, times. Yeah, he's but... held the lead he's held the back up. Um, Jesus. Um Driver Losers of the Week. Uh I'll say 
I'll say, um, like, I'd say Carl, Charles, but I'd actually probably say, well, Charles was winning by five seconds. I'm going to go Charles, and then we're well, going to go with Carlos. Yeah, well, Charles didn't do anything wrong. And then we're going to actually say Fernando Alonso, because he was tracking in, like, P5, and then they put him on hards, and yeah. it is what it is. Yep, fair assessment. Um, loser for me. Oh, that's tough. I might go really harsh and say George after just saying he was one of the best. What, because he lost the race? Well, he went from P1 to P3. Washed. Washed. Get him out. What a sell. Mate, Scotty G predicted it. Lucas Bernardi predicted it. He was meant to win that race. Mm. Sold. Sold. Absolute seller. Absolute sold. So for next week's... And for next... Well, we've got a month, mate. We've got a month. a month. And then it's Spa. The big one. Is it the last Spa Grand Prix we see for a while? No, I think they've got 2023 confirmed. Oh, well, I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> well, I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day. Game's uh, a game. Uh, yes, bang on. Well, I don't think there's much more to cover. The Hungry GP, pretty good. I don't think we can. there can be too many complaints. To be I fair, mean, pretty based. Pretty based 2022 race with Ferrari fuck up and Max Yeah, it's, it's getting pretty fucking repetitive, not going to lie. Yeah, can it's we have like something to happen? That's it's like, like I'm watching replays every weekend, to be perfectly honest. Finish the first, I had popcorn ready. Finish the first lap. Everyone was still on the race. Well, I went to bed. I was so confident in the result. Oh, I had way too much confidence in Ferrari. I saw them in P1 and P3 and I was like, yeah, this will, this will happen by the end of the mm, race. Yeah. This will stick around. Mm. I went to bed. Ferrari, I'm sorry. Maybe I cursed them. Maybe it's my fault. Maybe next time they're in the lead, I've got to watch the full race. It's, it's like knows? having confidence in PSG and the Champions League. It really, oh, mate, it's bang on. You can't trust them. You can never trust them. So in conclusion, Ferrari in the bin. Max. Max Verstappen and Hannah Schmidt. The GOAT. They're the goats. Of the, of the twenty of the of the twenty twenty two of the twenty twenty decades. Oh, from twenty twenty on, you reckon? That's a fucking this decade, mate. That's a bigger call this than you decade. think it is. What the last two years? Oh, <laughs> well, he's winning it so far. <laughs> well, you're right, wrong. So yeah, everybody, put your house on Max Verstappen, WDC. Put your other house on uh, Red Bull. Schmitz to win Woman of the Year. I don't even know if that's an award, <laughs> but put put your other house on Max. Oh, on sorry, on Red Bull winning the constructors championship. I think that's all. That's about us. That's about it from us. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, uh, cheers. <laughs>